Welcome to The Daily Sales Show, hosted by Sell Better. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Sell Better Daily Sales Show, where we bring you daily sales advice to help you sell better. Um, while folks are joining here, like maybe you could just let us know what your role is in, in the chat. Um, we like to know this just so, so we can really tailor the conversation and the questions that we ask based on where you're focused. Oh, sorry, it's a poll. Uh, so yeah, if you could just answer there in the um, the poll and then in the chat, maybe put where you're, where you're joining from today. I'm in Charleston, South Carolina. Junior, where are you call, calling in from? I am in Lynchburg, Virginia, Southern Virginia. Nice. What about you, Ashley? I'm in Portland, Oregon. Awesome. Actually, ran to Lynchburg, Virginia. That's wild and random. Cool. Ooh. Oh, we got that. We've got some LA, Toronto. Sweet. Well, everybody, um, we'll give you guys just a minute or two to join Little Rock. We've got some SDR, BDRs in the room. Shout out to y'all. Got some AEs, which I love to see too. Some frontline managers. Awesome. Okay, guys, so let's jump into it. We want to thank our partners today before we get started. Shout out to them, JB Sales and Vidyard. Um, we are going to put in the chat a link from, from Vidyard right now um, that is going to be a Chrome extension that you can use. I have in, in my Chrome extension now that I use all the time. It's awesome. It's for free. So thank you so much to our partners at Vidyard and JB Sales. Uh, and then let's get into this topic, y'all. All right. Um, today we're we're going to be talking about what I believe to be a huge missed opportunity when it comes to prospecting and a, a lead source that doesn't get enough credit um, in building quality pipeline. Uh, and that's going to be incorporating a referral strategy into your prospecting. So um, that's what we're talking about today. I'm your host Maria Bross with Sell Better. Uh, this is my first time hosting this show, so I um, promise the, the future ones would be less awkward and jumbly, but I'm doing my best here today. Um, but we've got, I'm so excited to have Ashley, Zax, and Junior Latte uh, as the speakers today. Ashley is an AE at Apollo and fantastic. Uh, she has some really awesome ideas in our prep session as well as Junior, who is a senior mid-market AE at Avoma. So Check them out. Check out their LinkedIn. We'll put some uh, their links at the end of the show in the chat so you can follow them and all their great wisdom. Hey, guys. Hi. <laughs> hey. All right. And as for agenda, what are we going to be talking about today? I mentioned referrals is, is the main topic that we'll be digging into. Uh, first, referrals. What's all the hype about? Why is this a missed opportunity? Uh, the second piece of this is who do we even ask? Who's a good fit to ask for a referral? Uh, where do we find them? How do we prioritize and like fit this into our day to day? So I'll be getting Junior and Ashley's uh, advice there. And then finally, what's the the messaging that we use that is will make it more likely for them to say yes uh, and make it easy on our, our prospects as well as some proven examples that we've got screenshots that I'm excited to share. I think that that'll be really helpful. Um, let's let's dig into this. Okay, so for um, the the folks on the the line that like to nerd out over data like I do, 
you know, what's all the hype about with referrals? Why are we focused here and dedicating the next 40 minutes or so to this conversation? Well, we all know that they're more likely to convert. They have four times the average conversion rate. They're more likely to buy, helping with win rate, less likely to churn, and they have a higher lifetime value. So, okay, I'll, I'll stop nerding out over this data for a minute and we can have just like an actual conversation about this. But um, Junior, Ashley, like, has this been your experience? Like, do, do you feel like this, this is accurate at all? Go ahead, Ashley. I'll let you respond first. And Maria, I think you had some really cool slides on that too, if you want to share them. Um, what's, what's that? Oh, I think we not yeah. sharing this right now. I don't um, see it. I'm not sure other people do, but Ashley, you've got some awesome insight. Thanks, Junior. Yeah. I mean, basically, yeah, I can just confirm that like the, oh yeah, there they are. Hey, look at those numbers. Um, higher conversion rate, more likely to buy, less likely to churn. I like anecdotally, I can confirm this, like from my experience, asking for referrals um, and having those be way more successful conversations. Um, usually the sales cycle cycle is a lot shorter as well. So it's, it's, you know, if your sales cycle is three months, like maybe you can get this deal done in a month because they come in just like ready to go. Um, <clears throat> and the higher lifetime value piece, I think that's especially now so important. Like that is the less likely to train and hire like everyone's talking about retention everyone's talking about like how do we keep customers and keep them happy like well maybe like it all starts at the beginning right so like if you're getting higher quality folks in the door or you're getting folks from referrals in the door um again like the stat shows like they're just gonna be less likely to turn and have a higher lifetime value i love that i think uh the one that's missing on this like stat wise for me is in sales, nobody owes us anything, right? Like they don't owe us a response, but when you get a referral, they're way more likely to actually engage and respond, right? Like even some referrals, you won't get a response and you'll still have to do follow-up and still like kind of put the sales pressure on, but they will be way more likely to actually engage at the top of funnel. And then the impacts here are are clearly defined towards the the bottom of the funnel. I love that. I mean, both, from both of you, I mean, Ashley, you hit a big topic there of like that top of funnel piece really shows well, like when we look into like churn rates and customers renewing year over year, like it all starts at the top with your prospecting and who you're targeting. So I love that. And Junior, like that's a, like, the, what is that? Like the law of reciprocity or like there's some sort of psychological phenomenon I feel like about that that has been studied, but um, why do you think that is? I mean, like, do you have any examples of maybe when you've, you've um, been referred in somewhere that you just kind of feel that responsibility? Yeah, uh, there's responsibility on my end to like, do be better, do good. And yeah. then there's responsibility on their end where they're like, dang, like a friend introed me here. So they feel more inclined to respond. Right. Like they still don't owe me anything, but because a friend of a friend introed them, they're like, all right, I'll, I'll pick up the ball and kind of respond and engage. And the hard thing is it's still about like timeline or like time plays such a big factor. So if the timing is off, the, the intro doesn't matter as much. So it's still like flirting with that a little bit, but ultimately you just want to get some engagement and referrals is probably the strongest way to do that. I'm with you. I think any time that we can, it just makes you more of like a real human 
behind just like the salesperson or the the email like i think the more like facetime that we can get the more uh we can get like become ingrained part of like their network it just makes it more human and like you said they don't owe us anything but it's like more of a responsibility just as like you feel worse about like no showing or you know not doing what you say you're going to do because it's like you know it's 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 junior on the line and not just some random salesperson. It's like they know you better. I mean, hopefully y'all aren't no-showing even random salespeople, but that's a whole other topic. So anyway, Ooh, we should do another session on that one because that's an important one too <laughs> um, with you there. I mean, maybe in the chat, y'all, like what have you experienced when it comes to referrals? Did you, does these stats look look right to you in your experience? You put, put them in the chat and we'll go on to the next. The next slide here. Now that I'm in, now sharing my screen, that's a newbie move. Awesome. Um, all right. So, okay. So I think we can all agree that referrals are strong. We should try to prioritize them, right? Um, but what makes it so difficult to ask? Like, there's a huge missed opportunity here. We we see that they convert higher. They have higher value. Um, and 91 percent of customers said that they they give referral. Uh, that's huge, but only 11% of salespeople ask. So um, just taking a step back from the data now, uh, Junior, why do you think we we don't ask for for referrals? Like what, what prevents us from doing that? Yeah. Well, first I'd like to meet the 91% of customers uh, and I'll, I'll ask away because they don't like make themselves known is one aspect, right? It's like, yeah. unless they're very vocal about it, there's that. But the other aspect is, um, I don't ever remember a VP of sales, like sitting me down and saying like, Hey, I want you to ask for referrals. This is how to do it. Right. Like it was always just like, Hey guys, we, we don't have any referrals. Like, let's go out, let's get some. And then what that looks like, looks like me calling a customer and being like, Hey, is there anyone that, you know, and it's just like a horrible experience because I come off very broad and, and generic and I kind of look really dumb asking in that way. So a big piece of why we don't ask is I think it's simply like the coaching is like how to do it changes the entire outcome and experience within referrals. Yeah. Ooh, that should definitely be a topic for like a team training or um a quarterly training and and role play sessions because I I've felt uncomfortable asking for sure in the past like Ashley what about you do you think you know it's it's education what other, what else do you think prevents salespeople from asking um I'd have to agree that there's definitely a lack of coaching around this and um, I mentioned this in our prep session but I used to work at bravado and like the initial um impetus behind creating that community was to like help salespeople like build their own brands essentially and one of the main drivers of doing that was asking for what we called testimonials, same thing, referrals. And even with that, like, and this was just to get people to like write a testimonial about you and how, you know, it was like great working with you, more of like a, like, yeah, what it's like to work with you as opposed to like referring into another organization. And still people, this stat was like ringing true. Even then that was like, you know, five, six years ago, maybe longer. Um, and I think there's just this, 
it's a combination of lack of coaching. It's a lack of confidence in your ability to to make the ask. Um, it's this like it's weird because in set and sales, really, we we face rejection every day. That's part of the job. But I think this becomes a little more personal. This ask, and so maybe there's a bigger fear of rejection for it from that. Um, I I don't have it, and it, clearly Junior doesn't have it. But I like clearly that's like just sing a different song because like there's people just aren't doing it um yeah and i saw somebody in the chat say like i asked after a not interested objection and it never works like, keep trying i mean like it, the each no gets you to a yes right um and keep trying to refine how you're asking we're going to talk a little bit more about that as well yes um so I'm the awkward person that is afraid that has been afraid to make that ask. So put one in the chat if you have ever felt awkward asking and put a two in the chat if you are like Ashley and Junior and super cool and uh, it's like <laughs> and uh, like feel comfortable asking for that because I agree with you, Ashley, like it is more personal when you actually like have a relationship, especially with a customer or someone in your network. And it's like there it, it just feels icky in outside of like i can take cold call rejection all day long they don't know me and i can assume they're having a bad day or something i'm like whatever but like for some reason i have that barrier uh, with their referrals because because they know me so um i'm with you so i'm seeing a lot of ones and so a lot of some some of you feel awkward with it and some some confidence so hopefully after this session you'll you'll feel more confident asking because uh, Ashley Engineer have some really great tactics with this piece. Well, and here's the thing, y'all. We ask for referrals about everything. We crowdsource everything. You try to decide where to go to dinner. You're gonna ask your friends. Have you been to this place? Is it good? Yeah. We ask people to like refer us to places or things all the time. This is no different. Like, if they don't have anybody, they or they can't make the instruction, they won't. But if they can, they will. Obviously. So just yeah. ask. I'm with you too. I mean, think about in B2C where like I'm a millennial and love my Instapot. I mean, the amount of Instapots that I've sold to my group chats over the years with like no incentive to do so <laughs> just because I love this Instapot and I'm going to be like making referrals in. I don't even have a code or anything. Uh, they should give me one if anyone at Amazon is listening. But <laughs> no, but I think we see this so much in B2C and like let's ask for it and especially if you're doing good work or you have that that relationship i think it makes it a little bit less uncomfortable okay so this is one of the things that the <laughs> awesome Massey is going to buy an instapot now mm -hmm. i will send you some recipes send me a dm on linkedin and it'll be great um but this is one of my biggest light bulb moments from our prep session uh with with junior and ashley is like i and actually too in like comments and on linkedin when i posted about this was um, one mistake that I made as a rep was only asking my like happy customers. I think it was out of that fear of rejection that I wanted to look at like their adoption and like utilization rate, make sure that they were power users and like really happy and seeing ROI before I asked for that referral um, because I was afraid of them saying no. Uh, so I think that that's definitely one a really strong area to to prioritize who your referrals and like the best fit people to ask, but. There's a lot of other buckets that you all talked through that I was I was totally sleeping on that you all are are leveraging referrals and so um and junior you want to start like what where are some yeah. of those those other areas and where do you find these best fit referrals? Yeah. 
a few buckets that I think about is uh, just engagements in general and where are they coming from. So if I have a cold call or a cold email and I get some type of engagement, typically I try to like find the more positive ones. Positive being like, hey, Junior, appreciate the email, not a good time or some with a little bit of context that seems like, hey, maybe they're a little bit chatty. That to me is like a good opportunity that I can't win them, but they may be someone that they can refer me to, right? So it's like a, a prospect where they've shown some type of engagement via email or even on a cold call. Cold call is a little bit harder because I have to get very like general and I can't be as specific with uh, you know taking the time in, a, in an actual email. Um, exchanges on LinkedIn, like anytime I have positive engagements there, I mean, it seems to be like a honeypot. People are there to like network there for that experience. So those are a couple of buckets outside of people I'm directly selling and people that have just crossed the line that are now customers. Beautiful. So I heard LinkedIn. I um, I heard even just like before their customers that they had like a positive experience with you in, in prospecting and interesting conversations. It's great. Ashley, what about you? Any any other areas that did you that you pull in referrals from? Uh, yeah, definitely. I echo everything Junior just said, um, and I think John Barrows made the comment on one of the posts about this show. Is like, don't wait until you cross the finish line. Like, you don't have to wait. You know, you can ask way earlier on, and like exactly what Junior just said. Like, while you've been prospecting, like you could ask, um, and. One of the things that I have started doing is like even when an opportunity is closed, lost, um, they have to be aware of the relationship you've built and why that was closed, lost. Um, but typically, like I had an example of this this week, um, if somebody closed, lost because like a different decision was made, but they were very interested and they're not actually 100% bought into that decision that was made perfect opportunity to, A, we're going to keep in touch. We've already agreed, like, we're, we're going to meet up again in three months, even though they just signed a contract with another vendor. B, I'm going to do my due diligence to find out, like, who they might be connected to that I want an introduction to. And I've already asked their permission to say, to ask them for an introduction when I find those people. Like, I've already planted that seed, and this is a close lost opportunity. But because we've already been through the sales cycle, I've built this relationship we have a mutual respect for one another. They love like working with me. It was an easy ask. Um, yeah, and I think that's a great question, Carissa. As far as like ADRs, BDRs, SDRs, I think for y'all, what Junior said is like goldmine. Anytime you've got any kind of engagement that makes it seem like they're willing to talk to you, even if it doesn't mean they're gonna book a meeting with you, you could ask them if there's someone else like better suited to be speaking with, whether that's in the company or someone else like in their network that might benefit from a conversation with you. Um, so yeah, lots of opportunities there. Love it. Yeah, that's for those of you who didn't see, I think that's a great question that Carissa asked. How do you see ADRs use the, utilizing referrals and outreach? Uh, do, you, do you have any other ideas uh, or anything to add to Ashley's? Uh, so listed on here is a really interesting one, which is investors. So I think this would be extremely underutilized as a BDR because they're not thinking about like, oh yeah, we have investors and all these other resources. If you're a BDR today, 
and you went to your VP of sales or your CEO and said, hey, I need a list of investors that are willing to participate in growth, right? One, that you'll be a standout like BDR. They will freaking love you. Two is these investors have given your company money so that you can grow and dominate the world. And they should be willing to provide intros and they have a vast network. So there's an underutilized one there. And that's more of an internal thing that you can go and do. On the prospecting side, I have uh, strong opinions on the outreach. And towards the end of the show, we've got um, a couple slides uh, that I can outline how how I personally do that. Love it. Yeah, I think, I think that's one. Um, don't be afraid to make that ask internally, right? You might be like, oh, I'm scared to, you know, go and talk to my CRO or I uh, get my CFO to to make an intro to me or to the, um, you know, to someone in their network, right? Make that ask. Like it's a, a lot of times they're comped based on like your CFO and like your executive team is comped on your performance as a whole, right? Like, so they're in it's in their best interest to help you and to make that introduction. So don't be afraid to do that. And I think to Junior's point, like that's one way to to um, really stand out from your peers too. If you're looking for that promotion or, you know, you're taking um, accountability and being proactive in your prospecting. So from the investor, like the second piece of this too is like, okay, here are the different buckets. There are probably a lot more. If you have any other areas that you're finding referrals, um, another one too that I missed here is is expansion opportunities. If you're, um, you know, a, a full cycle rep or working, um, you know, his current client base, asking for that referral in um, expansion is, or maybe working an enterprise account and you're looking to get into breaking to another department. You have a good relationship. You're really serving that that one customer of one department. Definitely make that ask and try to get into other departments. Right, like. It's, it's again, going back to that reciprocity. If you're being a really good partner to them, why wouldn't they uh, make that referral into, you know, one of their their coworkers in another department that you could also help with with the same thing? So, um, and then from like the, okay, sorry. So going, going back to, these are different buckets. I'm sure there's more. If you have more, put that in the chat. Um, but like, so where are you finding, do I use any like technology or um, how are you finding like these, Say you have like a discovery for the AEs in the room. Um, say you have a discovery, a first meeting plan with with um, with a prospect. Like, how are you going preparing for that meeting to see, you know, to to leverage a referral or to like be the most set up to to make that ask? Ashley, I think you're the queen of research. Uh, if you were the chairman, I love that. Um, yeah. So I thank you. Um, I obviously LinkedIn, um, you know, seeing who, and, the, and first of all, I just want to reiterate what we're talking about here, making the referral strategy, a part of your pre-call prep, right? So we're about to go into a discovery call. We're not, we just started the sales cycle at this point, And maybe even before this point, like when you're trying to get the meeting book, we're already doing research to try to find out not only about these folks we're going to talk to and their company, all the pre-call research that we should be doing. But there's an extra piece here that if you can find a couple of people that maybe you've been trying to break into an account and they're connected to them, um, you know, you can that way you can add in that referral ask. 
um, earlier on in the sales cycle. Um, I love using, like I said, LinkedIn, LinkedIn Sales Navigator, obviously, um, but also looking at uh, using some AI tools like Perplexity um, just to find out more about the business, how they buy, how they sell, about the folks there. Like you can learn a lot. Um, that basically, that the AI tool is just pulling from a lot of like blogs and PR articles and other things um, that can help you learn a lot. And then, like, yeah, that way it's a lot easier to ask um, when you get into the conversation because you're showing up prepared. You know um, who they're connected to and who you want to ask for that introduction to. And Junior is really great about this. And I love, I can't wait to see a screenshot where he shows this in action. He brought receipts, y'all. Um, so, yeah, I know I rambled. But. Very quickly on my end is the specifics. Like I typically just use LinkedIn, but the specifics are if I'm meeting with Ashley, I view her profile, I click on her connections, and then I'm seeing, do we have any mutual connections that I haven't sold? If so, great. Um, and then I will, you know, bring those names to uh, the actual meeting. If not, then I'm looking where else has Ashley previously worked, and then I'm pulling up connections that where she previously worked have the same like level of title or something that I also know I can then sell to, and then I will bring those names as well. Then the last five minutes, it's hey, I'm scheduling these next steps, and then towards the very end, my quick is like, oh hey, Ashley, quick question. I noticed that you worked at. Apollo, do you happen to know? And I like name the exact person that I'm looking for. They will be like, oh my gosh, like I actually, you know, I talk to my peers. They talk to their peers. If it's in the same department, trust me, they know them, they worked with them. And you want to make sure the years overlap as well. But that's, that's how I go about bringing an actual name to the conversation. And I try to have like two or three just based on where they've worked or who they're connected to. It's really powerful. I love how specific y'all get in making that ask. That was one of the things in the prep session too that I noted that I think is really important to reiterate, Junior, is, is like how specific in the names that you're asking for the referral. You're not asking them open-ended. Or you could, and that could work too. But I think as like being on the other end of, of that as a buyer, um, you know, instead of putting the work on them to say, who, who else do you think could benefit from this? I think that that's fine. Um, but I think you could really go a little bit further in that preparation of being like coming in with that ask with a specific name and like why them. Um, and that could really just take the work off them and make it more likely for them to say yes, because they're not having to like dig through their network or be like, oh, yeah, I'll think about it and come get back to you. And they won't because they've got other priorities other than helping you. Yeah. If you ask who else do you know, 99% uh, of the time you'll get nothing back. So you've got to be you've got to be specific, and you've you've got to land a name, a company, a connection, and like make them feel like holy crap! Like Junior took some time here. So again, law of reciprocity. Like I I should give him something in return. Um, and then the impact, like the end result, is one you get the intro, which is great. But two, now they like really trust you, and they feel like this is a rep that takes their time to understand, you know, people understand the industry. Like this is not the typical discovery that I have. Yeah. I I think that's really good preparation to come into um as as Ashley was mentioning in the the for pre-call prep of like mapping out the account. And it I mean SDRs too, if you can 
do and help this like join forces with your AE and in, in mapping out the account prior to these meetings that's going to really set them up for success and make for that like more of a qu- opportunity for it to be qualified um in, into like qualified pipeline if you could figure out like okay who would be part of who would influence the the buying decisions within this account and like at the end of this when we recommend next steps maybe it's you know it's not a good fit and you know it's disqualified um and you know do you decide not to proceed further but maybe you do the more more that your your ae can recommend next steps and suggesting oh typically you know this is someone that's involved and like mention them by name like would so and so um john smith be (laughs) be be willing to jump into this typically we have the cfo part of this next conversation they like to be involved for this reason and i think like that's also kind of like a referral too because um you're getting your you're arming that champion or that person that that showed up to that meeting with the people that have the highest likelihood to to be involved in the process um and having them by name just show like brings you credibility i feel like it just shows that you're prepared and that you've done your homework and makes it more likely for them to to help you because their reputation is kind of at stake when they're when they're bringing other people into the process um so it just shows credibility but anyways, let's jump into these examples because I feel like that's the real reason why we're here. We want to see those receipts. Um, Junior was kind enough to to share some examples that have landed him referrals. Um, so I want to hear about some of these stories here and and some of the best practices that you all use in terms of like messaging of what do we even say? Um, and so this is a text exchange from a customer who just bought. So we talked about this example. This is a common one of like, you know, customers that are seeing success of course, they're going to be likely to um, to to give you their referral if you're doing that hard work for them. So, uh, Junior, can you can you share a little bit more about this text interaction? Yeah. So this is a CRO that I was texting throughout the sales process uh, after they had bought. Um, this is like a week after they bought. I followed up with a question in my text from Blue where it says uh, so and so's name. Were you able to get the Groove and Salesforce integration set up? Never responded, which was fine. And then what I did is this person worked at uh, Salesforce. There's like 5,000 people that work at Salesforce. It'd be really hard to find you know, people that um, she knew directly, but she was in the healthcare department. So like, I went to Salesforce. I filtered by there. I filtered by connections of the CRA, uh, CRO's name. And then I, look, this is a list of people that I was hoping based on years of time in seat and, you know, being at the healthcare uh, vertical of Salesforce, she would know. So now right there, GP of sales at company, AVP at company, SVP at company, CRO, CRO, CSO. Um, And then her exchange on the right is kind of the output that she gave me, just like Intel on who would be good to target, who I can call and use her name with, who she knew, who she didn't know. Like this was a, a ton of really helpful information in me like approaching a current customer and saying, here's a list of people, you should know them. How should I approach? Can I use your name? Can I, you know, get an intro? Um, really, really helpful and super specific. I love that too. Cause you're not even necessarily being like, hey, can you make an intro? You're like, how like what's the best way? Like any advice for me for getting my like my foot in the door here? 
Um, so I really like that. And then they're probably inclined to be like, oh, well, I can just send this person a note or send them a, a text or whatever if they're close. So I love that approach. And even if they don't make a direct uh, intro, maybe they'll let you name drop them or, um, you know, give you some really helpful tips for for getting your foot in the door. So it's awesome. Uh, Ashley, anything to add to this text interaction? Uh, I No, this is like a game level stuff right here so yeah basically making it super easy for them to give you what you've asked for it's all about gives and gets right so what junior gave this cro was made it super easy for that C cro to give back to him um and that probably i mean how long did it take you to find those names uh five minutes roughly yeah. so i it's and that output where you've got those two stars of like two pretty good opportunities there to reach out to those folks, well worth the five minutes, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. And so the stars are based on response. So those are two people that I reached out to. I got a response. Um, the first star is like, I love Shannon. Let's talk. Right. It's like that credit, Shannon, I just used her name. Whoops. She brought in that level of uh, credibility, right? Her, her name just like being able to introduce her to the conversation. If she's buying, I'm buying, right? Like if she's looking at it, I'm looking at it. And that's what you're trying to do. That's what you're trying to bring. That's what referrals are all about. It's the, so one of the hardest things for sellers to do is build trust because they don't know us. They're getting hit up all day, every day by people trying to sell them stuff. That is a huge wall we have to climb from the jump. This just destroyed that wall. Shannon just knocked that wall down for you. This person, they're like, yeah, let's talk because I love Shannon. Like that trust, that bridge is now built. And you, all you had to do was spend five minutes looking for some names to ask for referrals for. Yeah. Beautiful. And I'm in, I think, see, brought a really good point too. Like the trusting, I think that buyers are naturally inclined not to necessarily trust, especially if we don't, they don't know us well because we're incentivized by, you know, one close one deals and in, in revenue. Um, and so I'm sure interacting with with either of you and all the folks on the the audience that they, you know, start to trust you because you're you have integrity and are, you know, delivering value. But I think that this is great to hear from your they're way more likely to trust their peer. And maybe even too like this this customer could do a demo like help you do a demo or answer quick questions that they have. And like they could do a lot of the sell. I mean they could do a lot of the selling for you really um and so those are all star customers to have that you should send nice things to um but awesome so this is one example here and also good side note get on a text ba basis with your customers because this is where magic happens too okay so Annette, let's do in another example email exchange from a prospect who i did not book a meeting with Ooh, so this is this is behind the scenes. These are ones that I've never tapped into. So let's hear about this one, Junior. Yeah, there there's a level of no thank yous, not right now, not interested, that we either need to turn into yes today or not me, but somebody else. And this is a not me, somebody else. So here, uh, they the cue for me is this first line. Appreciate your persistence and clever emails. I'm currently blank, so I've been out, you know, behind on emails. That cue to me is like, 
Now I can go for a stronger ask. They appreciated this. And then this is my actual ask. Appreciate the response. Seems to be all about timing. I missed it. Dang it. Um, I'll loop back, you know, make note. And then I say, hey, on another note, former company where she worked uh, is a company that's been on my radar. I haven't been able to crack into it. Can you introduce me to former colleague? And then I said, here's a sample email. And then I said, I think this is an email, although she would know. And then here's the outline. I can't believe it's been two years. Think about you guys often. I, I literally wrote what she can just copy, paste, and send. And that says, anyways, let you take it from here. Keep on rocking. And then I said, would appreciate if you can help me get in the door. If you know, if not, fret. Uh, that didn't make sense. But I'll look back in November, right? So I wrote this email. She can copy and paste, send it over. Um, and then the next email is uh, her response back to me, where she says, "Hey, Junior, I appreciate the hustle." I'll text so-and-so because they were colleagues. They work together. This is typically what happens. And then you can follow up via email. So now my email was, hey, so-and-so, that like subject line intro from this person's name with you know my pitch, some more context, can we connect is now the right time. Um, but that that's kind of how you take a not interested and turn it into something of value that you can use. Brilliant. Brilliant. Um, one thing I wanted to point out here is like you wrote the email, like talk about making it easy for your prospect to say yes. You did the, you did the work for them. I mean, how could they say no? Yeah. And it, again, did not, did not take long. It was five minutes of research on this person looking at previous places that she worked. If anybody that she worked with is still there in this case, there was, so I just used their name, um, and uh, got got the intro. Yeah, Amelia says that you are uh, like doing jujitsu with this. Just jiu-jitsu. good work. Yeah, I think it's brilliant. I love it. Um, okay, Ashley. Any? And we only have a few minutes left. Like any examples? Because I I know that you've been able to take these like closed lost or um, uh, prospects who aren't interested and get a referral out of out of what would you know not be an ideal situation like this, but. Um, how have you made that ask before? Any stories do you have? Yeah. So it's funny because I, while I fully agree that it is way better to show up with names and a specific ask and make it super easy. And sometimes it's okay if you don't. Like you saw the statistic, only 11 people are asking for referrals. So even if you just ask, is there somebody who you think would benefit from this conversation? That is still 90% better than what everyone else is doing. Um, And so, you know, depending on the context of the situation, like just ask, right? And then, but again, it is better to come prepared with names and and et cetera. Um, I also think there's like the dark social side of this or like the background side of this. So I will often, because I've built my brand on LinkedIn, because I'm active on LinkedIn and because I also stand by my process and I kind of share that with people that like I'm and and most people are are this way like you know I'm not lying to prospects to try to get them to book a meeting I'm not trying to push them into a timeline that isn't suited for them you know I'm not like I I work and lead with integrity and empathy and like that's who I am and I share that and so people see that and they know that so I will often get people referring me clients on LinkedIn 
this happened this week. Somebody was like, hey, I have a friend who just started this company. They really need, you know, and they had a poor experience at XYZ company or like with this vendor. Like I told them you would be a sales rep who would give them a good buying experience. Right. So I know this is kind of like a different referral that we're talking about, but like that is also a way that I use referrals and they it's like beautiful because they just come to me. Ah, it, that that's a, a reason to post on LinkedIn and share your journey and, and everything. Then, yeah, I don't know what is because that's that's fantastic. I mean, it makes outbound prospecting a heck of a lot easier. Still hard, I'm sure, but but still um, still easier, warmer. Yeah. And I think just like anything, it takes practice. So like, you know, just start, maybe try, you know, one out of every five meetings or calls or whatever, add this to your prep or um, like commit to like, okay, this week I'm going to ask every single person like and figure out who you want. Just, just give yourself a goal. Just like we have calls, goals, email goal, like everyone's got activity metrics they're trying to hit, right? Just maybe add a very small ask for referral goal. Ooh, that that transitions perfectly, Ashley. Like that would be the action item that I would say, you know, ask for five this week and make a goal that let us know how it goes. Junior, do you have one like takeaway or, or one thing to leave the, the audience with before we jump in a few minutes? Yeah, I think um, it comes down to the research, right? The Just get more detailed in your research. And as you're asking, like be conscious of, uh, whether it's a real intro that they can make, um, because sometimes I would try and like deploy this and they're like, I'm not reaching out to like a CEO of a really, really big company, uh, in your behalf with no context. Right. So, uh, just be mindful of like who you're asking for the message that you carry with it. And, uh, once you, once you're able to do that, it becomes a lot easier. Beautiful. I love it. Um, and, and I think my takeaway that I learned from both of you all too is like, don't just stop at, at your customers. There are a million other ways that you can find good fit uh, referrals that are willing to introduce you. Um, so make it easy on them and don't just stop at, at your customers. So um, anyways, I think we're, we're just about time. I really appreciate our awesome speakers, Junior and Ashley, and, and thank you for bearing with me, especially through my slide my neglecting to share any sort of slides that I was, I was speaking to at the beginning. Um, I appreciate you all so much and your expertise. Uh, where can the audience find you and and connect with you? Yeah, yeah. I'm mostly on, I'm mostly on LinkedIn. Feel free to ping me there. Yeah. Same. Yeah. same. Yeah. Same thing with me. Connect with me. Let us know how, how the referrals asked go. And um, thank you so much to our audience. For, for joining today and we'll we'll see you tomorrow connect with us there